The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 75. What is the future of the sports industry in the academic world? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. If you feel like you're ready to start a career in the sports industry, check out my new sports career course, where I help you out with regards to the information you need in understanding one of the core skills you need to start a career in the sports industry, but most importantly, what are the sports industry looking for for new, exciting staff to join their teams. So go to education2sport.com and go to the Start Here page and sign up today. Now, as always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career as a sports academic. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Dr Bill Sutton. Bill is a sports academic and the founding director on the Sport and Entertainment Management MBA program at the University of South Florida, where he specialises in teaching his students how to apply their education in the employment environment of the sports industry. I can happily say that it's great to have Bill as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Bill will share his sports career journey and explain to you the future of the sports industry in the academic world. Bill, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? It's a long journey. Uh, It probably started early on, about 30-some years ago, when I was a YMCA director. And I learned the importance of marketing and sales in recreation and sport. And that was while I was a graduate student at Oklahoma State. And I worked full-time as the YMCA director. And then I pursued my academic credentials and taught at Robert Morris in Pittsburgh for four years. And while I was there, I also worked for the city in special events and learned that part of the business. Then I went to Ohio State for four years. And after Ohio State, after I taught for eight years, I was, you know, I was kind of curious as to how much I really knew and what I was teaching my students in the classroom. So I left academic academics and took a job as vice president of a sport marketing agency and did that for three years and worked on clients in sport and entertainment. I worked on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I worked on the National Hockey League. I worked on a number of golf and tennis tournaments for Mazda and really felt that I did know what I was doing and I was ready to go back to teaching. So I went to UMass and I was at UMass for uh, about eight, eight and a half years. And during that time I had a sabbatical and I had written a letter to commissioner Stern telling him why I should do my sabbatical working for him, which was really Ed, the game changer in my life. So I ended up doing a sabbatical for commissioner Stern. And after my sabbatical was over, he hired me as vice president of marketing for teams in the NBA. And so I did that for about seven years. And then I went to UCF 
and helped start the DeVos program at UCF. And then I was fortunate to have an opportunity to go to the Lightning and start a brand new program for Jeff Vinnick, the owner of the Lightning. And so I've been here for the last seven years and I also have a consulting practice so that I always stay in touch with what's going on in the industry and I can integrate my students into that, the consulting work that I do and give them some project work and hopefully help them find employment. Wow, what a really fascinating career journey, Bill. Out of interest, what have you learned the most from your career journey so far, looking back from those 37 years? I, you know, I learned that if you have credibility, people will listen to you. And it's earning that credibility. It's earning that start. Like I had a lot of the things that I was working on in my consulting business before I went to the NBA. Um, you know, I was successful, but I, I couldn't get teams to do what I really wanted them to do. And then after I worked at the NBA, I was in a position where people respected the fact that I'd done that at the league level and they were interested to hear what I had to say. Just relating back to your teaching role when you just started, how has your work experience working in the sports industry supported you from an academic perspective when teaching your students? Well, I'm able to really look at marketing and sales in an applied concept and be able to bring them in the classroom and tell the students what it looks like, what it really is. And so every semester in my classes, we have projects that we work for real clients. And we generate funds for the program, but at the same time, the students are put in a position where they're doing real-world work experience. Like this semester coming up in January, we'll work on sponsorship activation for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And so they'll have their hands in a real thing. And the Minnesota Timberwolves will be involved in evaluating the students. Just before we talk about your degree program, Bill, which you're involved in, in your opinion, how have you seen the sports industry develop from the last 20 years looking back? It's become much more of an art and a science than it was. It was usually an art, and now with analytics and business intelligence, it's become much, much more of a science. But you still need to have the art to blend with the science. So the experience of the person understanding the numbers is is a critical element right now. But it's the art and science rather than just the art. Just for the listeners listening in who would like to work in the sports industry, in your opinion, how competitive is it to work in this industry and what core skills do you need to, to be able to make it a reality? Uh, you need to understand data. You need to understand how to make decisions using data. And you also have to understand content, how to create content, how to produce content, and how to utilize content to reach your, your, your markets. And I have my students reading a book next semester called The Attention Merchants by Tim Wu. And why I like the book is it breaks down the, the world into what we do right now. And everything we do is trying to create attention. We're trying to draw attention to ourselves. We're trying to maintain that attention. And we're trying to increase that attention span. And that's pretty simply put. That's almost every facet of the sport and entertainment industry. Just relating to today's main topic then, because you've sort of highlighted it very briefly, in your opinion, what is the future of the sports industry in an academic world? Well, I'd like to hope that it becomes more integrated into the practical world. Um, I think that, all, in fact, I'd say that for all of academia, we live in a different world now where a lot of information is on the tips of your fingers, on your phone or on your, on your laptop or your iPad or whatever. And so the key now is to understand what that information means, and that requires integration with practitioners. Absolutely. Just relating to the degree program you're involved in, would you mind explaining to listeners what you provide at South Florida? No, I'd be happy to. 
So at South Florida, I had two goals when we started this program. One was to reduce the amount of debt that students are usually in after a degree program. And two is increase the chances of placement. You know, I don't want people coming here investing two years of their lives trying to fulfill their dreams and not being able to get a job. So what we've created here is an integrated program with the sport entities in the Tampa Bay region where my students go to school and they have academic work two days a week and they work three days a week for one of our clients, for one of our partners, I should say. So we have 10 students at the Lightning because we're the Vinick program and it's our primary partner. But we also have students at the Buccaneers, at the Rays, at the Sports Commission, at Feld Entertainment, which is the largest family-owned entertainment business in the world, with the Sports Commission, with the Women's Tennis Association, with minor league baseball, we have a, you know, with USF Athletics. So we have almost something for everyone. No, and then the, so the, the goal is then after two years, a student actually leaves here with two years' experience and only one year of debt because they only pay tuition the second year. Wow. Out of interest, how long has the program been going for? We are recruiting our seventh class. So this is the end of our six. Next semester will mark the end of six years. Out of interest, have you got any long-term goals with regards to this program? What's interesting, we, I had a number of long-term goals and I've reached them all. Uh, I reached my all my five-year goals this past year when we took our students to London in November. And my last goal was increasing uh, global awareness amongst my students. So now it's just uh, becoming even more global. So more global experiences, more global interaction. And ultimately what I'd love to do is to have relationships with universities in Europe and have a one-semester exchange where my students would go there and their students would come here and work and my students would go there and work. That would be my ultimate goal. Don't know if it's doable, but that's what I'd like to see happen. Wow, that sounds amazing, I have to say, Bill. And I've had the privilege to meet you in person when you were in the UK. Out of interest, what are your plans at the moment? What have you been up to recently? It was interesting. I just got back from two days at the Miami Dolphins. And last week I was at three days with the Phoenix Suns, who are two of our, our partners for our program. And I was visiting some of my alumni there as well as doing some consulting. So I've actually got four students that used to be my students and now work for the Suns. And I've got two students that, that now work for the Dolphins. So the consulting definitely leads to placement. And so I enjoyed that. And I also had some, some issues I needed to work on for both of my clients. And so I was able to do that. And now I'm going to come back and rest up. And uh, i got a couple of days in New York with my wife. as kind of some R&R. And then I've got uh, some consulting. We don't, we have class, we have, the month of January, we don't have classes. So I've got a consulting trip to the West Coast for the 49ers and the Padres. And then I'll meet my class in Los Angeles for a week where we take them and we have a, a whole networking week where we introduce them to people from the industry and we have a networking dinner and we take them to a variety of places, Ticketmaster, Los Angeles Dodgers, AEG, Legends, um, the new the new company that has been formed, uh, Oakwood Entertainment Group. So it's a, it's a fascinating week that the students really get a lot of it every year. Sounds like you've got an exciting start of 2018. Just on a personal note, Bill, what have you enjoyed the most from your career journey so far, looking back now? Uh, you know, the people I met and the interaction I've had. Like, I, I was fortunate once to have a good friend of mine in Italy that always has some opportunities for me to speak or travel. And uh, I get to work for Armani for a couple of weeks when he bought a basketball team. My time with Commissioner Stern, my time with all these teams that I work with my interaction on almost a daily basis with the lightning, those are all 
very uh, things that are important to me and have helped shape me and what I do. To be fair, I've had the privilege of speaking to you right now and I'm just fascinated what you've achieved, Bill, to be honest. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university, sports or college students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry? Have a dream. Because if you don't have a dream, you have nightmares. So have a dream and have a, an idea of how to realize that dream. And when you go and interview at different programs for study, interview them as much as they interview you. You know, I'm always, we, we interview every student applicant that we consider for the program in person. Um, we think it's important that they get to see what we do, and it's important for us to see how they interact with the students in the program. But a student needs to shop. It's a buyer. It's a buyer's market. The buyer needs to be aware. The buyer needs to understand what they're buying. You know, my program won't work for everyone, but you know, we built this program based upon where we are in Tampa, Florida, and Tampa, Florida has a lot of unique aspects of what you can do. But a student has to be determined. They've got to start the job search from the. If they're an undergrad, they need to start it in the third year. If they're a grad student, they need to start it the day they hit campus. And they need to have a vision. They need to read. They need to improve their 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 worldview of things. They need to understand how the world works. They need to read the Sport Business Journal. They need to really understand what it is they're getting into. And the last thing I tell you is, you need to understand one important concept that you work where people play, and you work when people play. And if that's a problem for you, then you're in the wrong business. You need to understand that. Bill, that is great, and I really do hope the listeners take all those pieces of advice on board. I certainly have. How can people interact with you best online? Uh, they can email me at wsutton1 at usf.edu, and they can follow me on Twitter at suttonimpact underscore you. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, those two links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Ed. I hope this helps. What a great interview by Bill. For me, the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this interview is always build your credibility and always have the attitude to keep learning, not just in sport, but also in other topics with regards to your own self-development. But also on that note, always keep understanding the use of data because data now is so important with regards to the sports industry by finding new trends for new opportunities. So I really do hope you took on board what Bill was saying and apply it to your sports career journey today and good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Bill said, you need to understand one important concept. You work where people play and work when people play. If that is a problem for you, you're in the wrong business.